Okay, Shkayach for everyone for coming and uh, welcome back to those who are away. It's good to see everyone. The Pasik tells us in this week's parish and parishes Mishpatim, Al-Tashis Yarchem Rosh Aliyah's Eid Chamos, that uh, you should not give your hand to the Russia to be a false witness. And from this Pasuk, the Gemara uh, and Mesechle Sanhedrin derives the rule, and that a Russia, a person who uh, we deem al Pialacha to be a Russia, meaning he violates a certain Yisurim in the Torah, is Pasaliedus. Certainly if he does so for, because uh, he's giving in to his desires, or he does so for monetary gain, everyone would agree that he's Pasaliedus. Mumar Eichon either because it's cheaper, or because he's giving in to the Yetzahara, he's Pasaliedus. But even if he's Eichon Nevelas Lahachis, he does so in order to anger the Rebani Shalom, not because he's giving for monetary gain, or because he's giving in to his desires, he does it Lahachis the Rebani Shalom, so Rava says he's kosher, because that's not Eid Chamas, he's not doing so for monetary gain, so why should it be possibly Eidos? But uh, Abaye disagrees, and he holds a Mumar Eich on the Velas Lahachis, is also possibly Eidos, because the Pasuk says, Al Tasesh Yarcha Im Rosha, and this person is a Rosha, and therefore he's possibly Eidos. And this is one of the six instances in Shas where we pass in like Abaye as opposed to Rava. This is one of the Yal Kagam, is Mumar Eich on the Velas Lahachis, even though he doesn't do so for monetary gain, or because he's giving it to the uh, Yetzirah. Nonetheless, uh, he's just a Russia. He is uh, indeed Pasaliedos. The Mishnah in Mesech the Sanhedrin and Avchav Darum and Beis lists those who are Pasaliedos. And I wanted to focus this morning on the first that's listed in the, the list of the Mishnah of those who are Pasaliedos under the general uh, heading of this Pasuk. So the first that's uh, in the list of those who are Pasaliedos, Elu Hapsulin, is Hamasachik Bakubia. A person who, uh, which is a general term that's used by the Gemara to refer to those who gamble or bet, wager, different types of things, mafricha yoinim, or those who uh, race birds, all similar uh, type activities. So the Mishnah says that such a person who engages in these activities is pasaliedus. Amar of Yehuda, Amasai. When is this true? Bizman she'en lehem umnes When this is all he does for a living, this is uh, his full time occupation. Is this uh, gambling and uh, betting? He has another job. Then he's kosher. Uh, he does so recreationally. Then he's kosher liedos. And the Gemara explains. But what is the problem with this mesachek bekubia? Tanakama says it seems to give a more general statement. Rabbi Huda says it's only if that's his only parnasa. But what's the problem with the mesachek bekubia? Mesachek bekubia. My kavod. Why should it be pasul liedos? So Amir Rami Bar because it's what's known as an asmachta. What is an asmachta? What is an asmachta? So the sugya of asmachta is a complex sugya, but its uh, beginnings, the roots, are in a Mishnah in Baba Basra, and Afkuf Samachesim and Aleph. The Mishnah gives the following case Misha Paramixas Chayvoy. A person has an outstanding loan and he pays part of it. Let's say he pays half. He gives the star to a third party. Then he pays half. Then he gives the star to a third party. The star says he owes it all. But he gives the star to a third party. The lender is obviously uh, pressuring him. He says, if I don't pay the rest by a given date, 
So he says to the third party, give him back the uh, give him back the uh, the document, give him back the loan document, and I'll pay him the entire thing, including the part they already paid. Meaning he's penalizing himself half of the loan for paying late. He already paid it, but now he's giving it to me. He said, if I don't pay by such a date, I'll pay the whole thing again. He gives man the loan, our son, and the time comes, and he has not paid. Rabbi Yaisi says, okay, so he has to pay the entire loan again. Rabbi Yehuda holds, no, he does not have to pay the whole thing again, what he paid already. It's fine, all he has to pay is half the loan. But my kamifligi, what is the machlaikas? Rabbi Yaisi sava asmach the kanya. If you actually hold, when you accept upon yourself a conditional obligation uh, to pay money, even though your assumption when you're doing it is that this situation will never arise, the circumstances will never materialize, that you actually have to pay the money, but you accept it upon yourself such an obligation, that's what's known as asmachta. Asmachta is kanya, and you have to pay. If Yehuda sava asmachta loy kanya. When you accept upon yourself a conditional obligation, of, uh, to pay money. If such a circumstance will arise, and you imagine such a circumstance will not arise, but uh, in any event it does, so Rabbi Yehuda holds Asmach the Loi Kanya, you do not have to pay because you really never accepted upon, you never intended for this situation to actually uh, occur. And therefore you never really meant what you said that you intend uh, to pay. Normally in Halacha, we have a concept called Dvarim Shabalev Einam Dvarim. If I buy a car from you and I have in mind that the car has leather seats, and you, uh, and we never stipulated as such. Just because I have that in mind, I can't negate the sale because it doesn't have leather seats. Dvarim shebelev, what I have in my mind, unless you articulate it, unless you stipulate it, ain't dvarim. But yet, Taisus there in Masechus Kiddush and Adaf Mem Tesmet Aleph in the Sugi of Dvarim Shebelev, uh, claims that if it's something that's umdana de libo belev koladam, it's a, it, everyone knows that's what you mean. Like you buy a car, you don't have to stipulate that it has four wheels and it has an engine, and the, everyone knows that's what you mean when you buy a car. It's an umdana de muchach belev belev koladam. This is something we all recognize. So then, uh, it doesn't have to be stated. It doesn't have to be articulated. So so too says of Shimon Shkop. That's the assumption here is that uh, this is something that's so obvious to everyone. When you accepted upon yourself this uh, obligation to pay uh, the whole loan again, if you'll pay late, obviously this was just, uh, you meant it as, a, as an exaggeration. You really didn't mean that if, uh, you, you knew you thought it would never materialize, but if it actually does occur, you really didn't have an intention uh, to, pay, to pay this money. That's what's known as asmachta. That's one of the issues, parenthetically, with the halachic prenup, which is now receiving a lot of attention which is where a husband uh, signs a document before they ever get married, that if he'll be Mahag and his wife, he'll pay her $150 a day. And that will serve as a motivation for him to give the get more quickly. So um, there are two hurdles with this, uh, with this suggestion. The first is, it's an asmachta. The husband never thinks when they get married, I hope, that uh, you know, he's going to have plans of being Mahag and his wife, and he's going to end up having to pay this $150 a day. He never thinks it's going to occur. So even though you accepted upon yourself such an obligation, a smachta loikanya. That's in writing versus. That Doesn't make a difference. Smachta loikanya. You, you never had. You really never thought the situation would happen. And uh, the other problem is when it does happen, it's uh, yeah, the penalty. Even if you would pay it, would be a get muusa. It's a forced get. Even though once in a while there are circumstances you're allowed to force a get. For the most part, you're not allowed. So it's a forced get, and it's an asmachta. So those who uh, defend it argue that this is not a, this is not an asmachta. You're supporting your wife. It's a chiyuv mizaynis. Every husband accepts on a eflach ba'ikev ezon ba'farnis to see He's going to support his wife. So 150 dollars a day is what they imagine is the average support for for a wife.
So and others argue, you know, that this is this is uh, extreme. No, 150 hours a day is way more than Mizayna. She's not living in his house. Who says he's obligated to support her? Maybe she has her own job. So, but that's uh, the, this one of the main issues that's uh, debated in this context is this is this issue of asmachta, a person who accepts upon himself an obligation that he never uh, thinks will materialize, that he's not obligated to pay. So, so too Rashi says, getting back to our sugya. Rashi, if you look at the second line of Ois Beis, Rashi writes, that's the issue over here with Masachik Bekuvia. Everybody who plays, uh, you know, who gambles, thinks that they're going to win. The Savar who, says Rashi in the third line, Shehu Yochul Natsayach. He thinks he's going to win. He never intends to lose. Already, you know, with this Powerball, there were people uh, changing their wills. You know, people, everyone thought they're going to win. That's how, uh, that's how they get you. Once in a while he loses, but he thinks he's going to win. So think, since he thinks he's going to win, he never intends to give up his money. And uh, the person who takes it, therefore, is a ganav. So according to uh, Rami Bar Chama, a person uh, who is successful, this is only a problem, by the way, if you win. If you lose, you're not possibly this. It's if you win, you took money that didn't belong to you because it was taken under false pretenses. The guy really didn't have to pay. It's an asmachta, asmachta lakanya, and therefore you are a ganav. You're a Gazan and you're Pasaliedos. If you lose, what about the guy who takes the money? Is he Pasaliedos? Yeah. The, ta- the taker. The taker, if you win. If you never won anything, what did you I'm do? Better. I'm, I'm the Yeah. You're not Pasaliedos. He's Pasaliedos. No, the other shot. He took your money under false pretense. You really didn't have to pay. And he took it. If you lose every time, then you're not the Pasaliedos. But um, either way, this Mishnah, though, only seems to be listing those who are Pasaliedos Midrabanon. What do you start with the Masachic Bekuvia? What about a real Ganav? So even the Masachic Bekuvia, even though Asmachta Loikanya, and you're taking the money into false pretenses, you Pasaliedos, the Rishonim say you're only Pasaliedos, even according to Rami Barchama Midrabanon. Why is it only Midrabanon, Asmachta Loikanya? So the, there's a Machlok Rishonim as to why that is so. Taisus and Masachta Sanhedrin says you're in fact a Ganav Midraisa. But no one thinks that this is Aser. Mikomokom on the second line, Eino doi raisa, kevin she eino sover lasas iser, lovely de psul doi raisa. He thinks what he's doing is mutter. So thinks, since he thinks what he's doing is mutter, even though he's a god of midoi raisa, he's not pasaliedos. That's how Tysus learns in Rami Barchama. However, Rashi in Mesethus Rosh Hashanah gives a different reason why you're only pasaliedos midorabonon. Rashi says, because you're only a Ghana for Gazla and Midairaisa, if you actually go into someone else's pocket, you take out their money. Meaning, I took something forcibly from you. If you give it to me, willingly, knowingly, in a consent, under false pretenses, you think you're chiving, you're really not, because you never thought you were going to lose, so then, uh, but you gave it to me, I'm only a Gazla and Midairabonon. The Mordechai has a third reason, a third pshat, why he's only a Ghan of Midrabanan, even according to Rami Barchama. And that is because really with Midraisa we passed in Asmachta Kanya. Even as long as you accepted the obligation upon yourself knowingly and you uh, even though you never thought it would occur, you're really obligated to pay Midraisa. Midrabanan, they exempted you from paying, but Midraisa you should have been obligated to pay. So since Asmachta Kanya, this kind of uh, conditional obligation to pay, it's really kind of midday raisa, uh, so therefore uh, it's only not kind of midrabanan, therefore you only possibly hate this midrabanan. Because of that, the Mordechai says an important halacha that this does not apply to hektish or tztaka. And this is quoted in Shulchan Aruch and Hilchot Tztaka, it's in Ches, 
that let's say I make such a conditional obligation to tzedakah. I say if I engage in a business deal and I want it to be successful, so I say I'll give a certain percentage of it to tzedakah. So that's, a, you know, there could be a significant amount of money, and you might have thought that it'll never be that successful. If I'll be so successful, you throw it out there, I'll give such an amount of money to tzedakah. So that's a smachta, you know, it could be it's an asmachta, depends on the circumstances. But even if it would be a smachta, um, I'd say it's a ludicrous amount of money, even if it would be a smachta, uh, when it comes to hectares, it comes to tzedakah, a smachta is kanya. And that's why yeah, we'll get to at the end, it could be that with regards to these types of uh, gambling situations, as we'll discuss, it could be whenever it's for its tzedakah, charity, that it could be the rules are, are slightly different, because according to the Mordechai, the only problem... Um, with the Masachik B'Kuvia is Asmachta, and Asmachta Midorai says Kaina, it's only Midorabonan that it's not Kaina. That's why it's only possibly Yedus Midorabonan. So regarding a business deal, it's recommended that you do something like that regarding I didn't say that. I said if you do that, I said if you do that, then you have to pay. Yeah, yeah. Even if it would be a ludicrous, you know, an extreme amount of money. The scenarios where giving Yedus is a mitzvah, like Kadosh and things like sure. that. Sure. So you have a disser derabanan for edus, but you don't do a mitzvah derabanan. Like oh, interesting. Interesting. You're exempt. If someone else could give the edus, it doesn't have to be you. Necessary. Good point. Okay, so that's the first opinion in the Gemara. Why is a mesachik bekuvio pasli edus? He's pasli edus uh, because uh, he, it's an asmachta. That's Rami Bar He never thought he would lose. He thought he would win, and therefore whoever takes his money. Is a Ganif, perhaps only though a Ganif midrabanan. However, the opinion of Rav Sheshis is not so. Rav Sheshis Omar, and we'll, we'll see this in Machlekes, what's the Gears in the Gemara, but we have the Gearsa, Koki Haigavna Lava Smachtahi. This type of situation is not an Asmachta. And we'll have to explain why. Ella, Lafisha Ain, Asukim Sha'olam. You know why you're Pasaliyedos? Because he's not gainfully employed. doesn't have a regular job. My Benayu, what will be the difference? The guy has another job. Let's say he's a, he only does it, uh, he does this recreationally. He's not doing this as a full-time job. So if he does it recreationally, according to Rami Barcham, it would be Pasaliedos. And according to Sheshis, it would be Kashaliedos. <coughs> they have a machlaikis about how to interpret the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda, the first of the Tanakhama says, Masachi Bukubi is Pasal. Rabbi Yehuda says it's only if he doesn't have another job. So according to Rav Sheshis, Rav Yehuda is coming to explain the Tanakama. He's not disagreeing with the Tanakama. And everyone would agree if the guy has another job that it's allowed because the only problem is he's not Isaac B'Yeshuva Shalom. He doesn't have a regular job. But Rami Barcham understood Rav Yehuda was disagreeing with the Tanakama. Tanakama held Masachik B'Kubi under all circumstances as possibly Yehudas. Because he's a Ganif. And Rav Yehuda disagrees. No, it's only if he doesn't have another job. But we, don't, uh, we wouldn't pass like Rav Yehuda. We were passing like the Tanakama. So Rami Bar holds he's possible because he's a Ganif and whether he has another job or not. And according to Sheshes, he's only possible because he's a Oisik be Yeshuva Shoelam. He's not a Ganif. This is not a situation of Asmachta. And uh, therefore, if he has another job, he would not be possible. Because he is Oisik be Yeshuva Shoelam. What's the problem if you're not Oisik be Yeshuva Shoelam? Why do you have to have a regular job? Why can't he do something that's out of the box? So the Sma explains, because if he doesn't have a... He's not gainfully employed, he doesn't work for a living. He just makes money with the, the card table. So he doesn't understand really the value of money. So if he's uh, called to testify in a case, he won't take it as seriously as a person who works for a living. A person who works for a living he understands what's involved in earning a parnosa, so it has a certain amount of chashivus. And he won't lie as quickly. But a person who's not uh, involved in the, earning their own parnosa, he doesn't... Not Isaac be Yeshuva Shalaylam... 
would be uh, doesn't take money as seriously, and therefore we're afraid he might lie and be pasuliyedus. Why is this not an asmachta though? Why does Rosheshes hold this as not an asmachta? It sounds like a conditional obligation. You thought you were never going to be obligated to pay. And most people, when they gamble, they do so because they think they're going to win. They don't do so to throw their money away. They think they're going to win. And it's, uh, that's why people do it. We all understand why people do it. So it's a conditional obligation that you argue we never thought would materialize. That sounds like your classic case of asmachta, asmachta lekanya. So Rashi has one explanation and Rabbeinu Tam is another. Rashi, if you look back at Ois Beis, this is the second Rashi at the end of the third line. Rashi explains that it's because you know, uh, I'm sorry, because this is not in your hand at all. You have no uh, control over the situation. When is it an asmachta if I uh, say I'm going to pay, uh, if I don't pay the loan by such and such a date, I'll penalize myself, I'll give you extra money. So he said, that's in my hand, you know, at least somewhat. I, you never know where I'm getting the money from. Perhaps it's a business deal that's not entirely in my control, but at least it's somewhat in my control to determine whether or not I pay. So then, uh, if it's somewhat in my control, I really thought it was never going to happen. I thought I'd be able to take care of it. I would be able to solve the situation, and it would never materialize. And if it does, I never intended to pay the money in the first place. But over here, says Rashi, Avahacha, the end of the fourth line, he has nothing to rely on. The It's all depending on the odds. You know, on, on uh, statistics. It's not in my hands at all. So since it's not in my hand at all, how could you possibly think that you were never going to have to pay? It's not in your hand. You weren't relying on anything. It's all dependent on, on chance, on luck. So therefore, Rashi says, there, that's why Rav Sheshis argues, this is not a, an asmachta. Asmachta means, you know, uh, I'm going to see to it that such a situation wouldn't ar- shouldn't arise. If it does, I never thought uh, that it would, and I'm not obligated to pay. Here, of course you knew it might arise, because, um, because it's uh, not in your hands to control it at all. So since uh, gambling is not in your hands to control it at all, Rav Sheshis is all up to the odds. Rav Sheshis believes that it's not considered to be an asmachta, and therefore he's not a ganev. That's the Rashi's explanation. Taisvis quotes of the name of Rabbeinu Tam a different reason. And that is, uh, Rabbeinu Tam holds it's only considered to be a smachta if it's a one-sided deal. Like the guy with the loan. If I don't pay on time, I'll penalize myself and give you extra money. That's a one-sided deal. So then he thinks it's never going to, it's never going to happen, he's not obligated to pay. But over here, Abel Hocha, on the second line, Lohave Asmachta, there's two people here. Everybody is in, is in. We're all in. Someone's going to win. Someone's going to lose. It can't be that it will emerge that we'll both win. The gambling doesn't work that way. Halavai that it would. But it doesn't. So therefore, someone's going to win and someone's going to lose. So therefore, says Rabbeinu Tam, how can you call that asmachta? Asmachta is when it's a one-sided deal. I think it might never happen. Over here, someone's going to win. Someone's going to lose. Says Rabbeinu Tam, that, um, that such a situation is not called an asmachta. Then Rabbeinu Tam continues, he says, That's only when all the money is in the middle of the table. Meaning, in order to emphasize this, that both of us can't win, Rabbeinu Tam holds all the money's got to be on the table. We see there's one pot. Someone's walking away with the money, someone's not uh, walking away empty-handed. So when the money is all in, it's all on the table, we see that not everybody's going to win, then Rabbeinu Tam holds such a situation is not considered to be an asmachta, and therefore uh, the Rav Sheshus holds he's not a ganav. 
And the only reason that the Masachik uh, Bakubi is possible with Eidos is because he's not Isaac B'Yishuvah Sha'olam. He doesn't take money seriously enough to give testimony. So, okay, that's the Machlaikis. A Machlaikis in the Gemara, why is a Masachik Bakubi a possible? Masachik Bakubi is possible with Eidos Midrabanan. Rav Shejit holds he's a Ganev. Midrabanan, he didn't go into your pocket to take money out. Or, uh, but either he's a Ghanif Midr Abbanan and therefore he's Pasaliadis, whether he does this as a full time thing or even just recreationally. And Rav Sheshis holds, no, he's not a Smachta Loikanya, he's not a Ghanif at all, because you knew that you might lose. That's what Rashi holds, or Benetam holds, you know someone's going to win. It can't, it's not going to be uh, everyone. Therefore, it's not an Asmachta, you're not a Ghanif, you're only Pasaliadis, because you're not Isaac B'Yeshuvah Shalom, you don't take money seriously enough, but if you do have a game, you are gainfully employed, you do have a real job, you do so recreationally, you would not be Pasaliadis. Like what? Is food kosher? Like eight echanem bisur? You need two items that the woman was mazana, for example. Oh, that's a more typical. Let's say edusisha. So by edusisha, a lot of times psulei edus are ganemon. Edus kedusha, no. Why is that? Does that doesn't involve money? So also it does. Sure it does. Okay, but let's say edus that doesn't doesn't involve money. There aren't too many. I'm saying. But there is. Right. We'll take a sample. Right. That's Would it be kosher to say food is kosher? Like eight echanem bisur? Maybe. How does he earn a parnasa? He's got to do something. I'm saying if the concern is testimony from someone who's not gainfully employed. He earns money. It's not a person who doesn't earn money. He earns money in an easy way. So money for him doesn't mean what it means to everybody else. So therefore, he'll te- the fear is he'll testify for us. Rav Arishayim Paskin like Rav Sheshes. That's the opinion of Taisvis, that this is not considered to be a ganef. And the only problem with the uh, with the Masachik B'Kubi is that he's not Isaac B'Yeshuv Sha'elam, and therefore if he does so recreationally, it would be, uh, would be allowed. However, there is a Gemara in Shabbos that seems to contradict this. The Gemara says in Masachik Shabbos that a person is allowed to create lots with his uh, B'nai Besa. Let's say he's uh, serving supper to his children, and... Uh, uh, they only have, you know, serving cuts of steak, and he only has one, you know, super, you know, best cut, and the rest are inferior cuts. And the, the children are arguing, you know, they're, they're, who will get, get the best cut of meat? So he's allowed to make lots, draw lots, and give, uh, you know, a lottery, and give the best cut of meat to, to the one who wins the lottery. But, if you, let's say you're at a, a communal meal, and everyone pays uh, to get a meal, and again, you only have a few cuts of meat that are good, so how are you going to decide who gets the best cuts, who gets the best the portions? So the Gemara says there, when you're dealing with a cherim, you're not allowed to make a lottery, mishum kubya, because it's gambling. So Taisus asks, but we pass like Rav Sheish, this is recreation, this is not something you're doing for a living, this is just deciding at the communal meal, who's going to get what portions. 
So Tzadzi says, This Gemara is only according to Rami Barachama. We don't pass him like this Gemara. So the opinion of Tzadzi is that Masachi Bukubi is only Asa. If that's what you do as a Parnasa, not something that you do recreationally. The Kubi over here is everyone paid money to get a meal. And then they say, you know, we only have a few good cuts of steak. And so, Rashi says, when, you, when everyone agrees to the lottery, we all think, I'm going to get the best one. When you don't, whoever gets it is the Ganef. So it's Mishum Kubio, it's also, if you do it with B'nai Beso, I own all the cuts of meat. I, you know, it's a chesed, we all, you know, feed, feed your family. So it all belongs to me, you're training your children in the ways of the world, be a, be a Kluger guy. But uh, but when it comes to others, you're not allowed to do it. Every Chinese auction is only multiple. Okay, get a Chinese auction. <laughs> so the Rambam, <laughs> we'll get to a few minutes, two, 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 literally a few minutes. The Rambam, however, though this is the opinion of Taisus, perhaps Rebbe Rishayim. The Rambam, though, there's a there's a problem. The Rambam in Parak Vav Hilchas Zei Alocha Yud seems to pass in like Rami Bar Chama. He says that Dvarim Harbe Atzu Chachamim Mishum Gezel. There are many things that Chazal answered. Sounds like because of Gezel. Sounds like it is Gezel itself, but because of Gezel. And if you do so, it's Gezel Midrabanan, one of which is Mesachik Bakubia. So it sounds like this is Osir. Not allowed to do it. Sounds like it's Gezel. That's Rami Bar Chomer. Rosh just holds not Gezel. It's not a Smachta. It's only Osir, not Osir, Yeshuvah Shalaylam. However, Rami Bachoma says it's Gzela. So the Ramam sounds like he's passing that it's also because it's, uh, it's Gzela. However, it sounds like Rami Bachoma. So be a Pasaliedis, even if you do so recreationally, and it would be also to do it at all. The Ramam, though, in Parikyud of Hilchazedis, Halacha Dalid, says, no, quotes Rav Sheshis. The problem is involving Gzela, he quotes Rami Bachoma. Here is quoting Rav Sheshis, V'chei Mesachik V'kubya. V'hu shaloy t'yeloy umnas elahu. This is all that you do. Then you're possible Yedos. However, you know, I see Yeshuva Shalom. You're not I see Yeshuva Shalom. You're possible be Yeshuva Yedos. It's Avak Gezel. It sounds, you know, it's a derivative of Gezel. Smacks of Gezel. But it's only if that's all that you do. If you do so recreationally, once in a while, occasionally, doesn't sound like you're possible Yedos. That's Rosheshes. That was the other opinion that it's only because you're not I see Yeshuva Shalom. So all of the Mepharshim and the Rambam say this is a, a glaring contradiction. Kesef Mishnah, Lechem Mishnah, everybody. Is he passing like Rami Bar Chama, that it's always us, or is he passing like Rav Sheshes, he don't pass Liedos, if he uh, does so uh, habitually, that's his career. So the standard answer that's given by uh, the Rishonim, and then down to the Achreinim, it's started by the Ran, and the Lechem Mishnah has it, and the Gro already says that's why the Ram had a different gears in the Gemara, is that the Rambam understood the Gemara entirely differently. According to the Rambam, according to everyone, it's Gzela Midrabonon. It's also Mishum Gzela. Both according to Rami Bar and according to Rav Sheshis. And the Rambam did not have this girsa in Rav Sheshis, Kolki Agav Nalav Asmachta. According to the Rambam, according to everyone, it's Asmachta. The Machleik is between Rav Sheshis and his Gzela Midrabonon. According to the Machleik is Rav Sheshis, and Rami Bar is, are you possibly Eidus or not? Rami Bar holds its real Gzela Midrabanon. You're possibly Eidus, Midrabanon. Rav Sheshis holds, no, you're not possibly Eidus, Midrabanon. Even though what you did is Aser, Chazal Aser it, because it's under the larger heading of Gzela, it's really not Gzela. Not Gzela at all. It's really not Gzela. Chazal Aser it because it's like Gzela. But it's really not Gzela. 
And therefore, hold of Sheshit, you're not Pasaliedos. Because you really didn't do something that is uh, bona fide Xela. According to Sheshit, according to Rambar Chama, it's real Xela Midrabanan. They labeled it as Xela Midrabanan. According to Sheshit, it's as I've asked it, Mishum Xela. But it won't Pasaliedos. The only time you Pasaliedos is if that's all that you do. You're Eino Isaac B'Yeshuvah Shalalam. Because then you don't take money seriously. But if you are Isaac B'Yeshuvah Shalalam, you would not be Pasaliedos. But what emerges then for the Rambam is that uh, according to everyone, this is Chazal Asarit, Mishum Gzela. The only Machlaikis is, are you Pasaliedus or not? If Sheish is holding, not Pasaliedus, unless you're Eino Oisik B'Yeshuva Shalaylam, and Rami Barchama holds that you are Pasaliedus. So the Rambam also seems to be passing like Rav Sheish, just the Rambam understood him differently. According to Rav Sheish, you're not Pasaliedus. but Chazal Asar doing so because you're not real Gzela. Guys, you're not going to the guy's pocket. You're not, uh, the guy's giving it to you willingly. He's consenting to do so, but Chazal Asr doing it because it, uh, it's under the... That's why the Ramam calls it Avak Gezel. He calls it Chazal Asr, it Mishum Gzela, but it's not real bona fide Gzela, therefore you're not Pasaliedos, unless you're not Oisik B'Yeshuva Shalalem. So Machlekes had to understand of Sheshis. And this is a Machlekes Halach Elomaisa, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, like the Rambam. The Shulchan Aruch says, Yesh Ramam Sha'asru, over here, Chashem Mizbah, Shin Shin Ayin, Chachamim Mishum Gezel, Chazal Asadet, because it's like Gezel, and if you do so, it's Gezel, Midivrehem, it's also Midirabanan, and one of them, and that is a Masachi Bukuvi, a person who gambles. Yes, it's true, you won't be Pasaliedos unless that's all that you do for a living. That's you do, you know, habitually, but if you do so occasionally, recognition, you won't be Pasaliedos, but it is also Midirabanan. And that is the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch, and that's the opinion of the Sephardim. Rabbi Vadya has a tshuva in Yabiyah where he said that all the Sephardim, he's, he's, he's very emphatic about it, passing like the Ramam, that all forms of gambling are, are Osir. He even Osir's, uh, we'll get to him one second. There is that one dispensation that's given by the Rambam, and it's quoted in Shulchan Aruch, is that is, if you look at the last line of the Rambam, in Perek Vav of Gzela Halacha Yud, it's quoted in Shulchan Aruch as well, Hamasachi bekubi emagoi ain't boiser. That's that's okay. He said to do so a lot. He says it's from betelim. I mean, you might as well be learning Torah. What are you engaging in this for? But okay, but you know, within the, the realm of people, you know, those things that we do uh, outside of the base medrash, uh, if it's uh, it's permitted to do with a guy, why not? Because gezel hagoi is mutter. Gezel hagoi is clearly usher. But it's because this is not real Gzela, according to the Rambam. This was only the answer because it looks like Gzela, or it's, it's kind of like Gzela, smacks of Gzela, it's under the heading of Gzela. Since it's not bona fide Gzela, they never answered it when it was uh, when you're dealing with a guy. So that's uh, Rabbi Vadi's uh, position, and that's the uh, position of the Rambam, the position of Shulchan Aruch, and that's the position of most Sfardim. Even though, uh, you know, even according to this opinion of Rami Barchama, uh, I'm sorry, according to this understanding of Rav Sheshis, the opinion of the Rambam, that even though you're not Pasaliedos, it is also to gamble, uh, the, the Sephardish of Paiskim already have a few coolers. One is, if it's with a guy, it's allowed. Not habitually, that's uh, that's Dvaram uh, Batalim, but more recreationally, if it's with a guy, it can be allowed. And the other one is, if let's say it's a lottery, a lotto. Rabbi Vadya asked it even uh, buying a lottery ticket in Eretz Yisrael. There, it's not with a guy. In America, he might have been Mako, I, I don't know. 
But uh, in Eretz Yisrael, you're dealing with Jews. So if you win a lottery, you're taking a Jew's money. If you lose the lottery, there's no, no problem. You're not stealing from anybody. But if you win the lottery, so then you might be taking a Jew's money. It would be a problem with Sachik Bekuvia. In America, though, I don't think that you're being Sachik Bekuvia with Goyim. So Rav Goyim. So I don't think that uh, the, same issue, uh, the same issue would apply. But even more so, others argue a lottery ticket is not gambling. Why? Because you're buying a commodity that has value. When you buy a lottery ticket, you could sell it afterwards for the same uh, $1 or $2 or however much the lottery ticket costs. It's a commodity that could go up in value, could go down in value. If it goes down in value, you know, like any investment. So you can't ask for all investing because sometimes it goes up in value, sometimes it goes down in value. So this is no different, others argue, it's no different than any other investment. Rebavadi did not accept that argument, but many do make that argument that lottery should be uh, should be different because a lottery ticket is itself a commodity. And furthermore, Rebavadi already quotes those who uh, who are more lenient uh, with regards to a raffle, you know, like a Chinese auction. A Chinese auction generally works in the way that uh, you have one item that's donated by somebody, and then everyone buys tickets to get the item. All of the money from the tickets goes to the charity. First of all, all the money of the tickets goes to the charity. The item, let's say whoever wins the car or the trip to Israel, that was donated by a car dealership. So when you win the car, I'm not taking anybody's money. Who's taking the money? The school is taking the money. The mindset is taking the money under false pretenses. Not the guy who wins the lottery. Not the guy who wins the Chinese auction. I'm just taking the candlesticks. That was given as an adava, and it was given to me, therefore, as not, not collecting money from everybody else and taking it. The only one who's taking money on the false pretenses would be the, uh, the charity. But perhaps the charity can take money on the false pretenses, as we mentioned. If it's a tzedaka, since asmachta is kanya midaraisa, which is not kanya midarabonon, perhaps the charity can take the money under those uh, pretenses, because it's, it's, it's tzedaka. So therefore, the Chinese auctions are probably uh, okay, even according to the machmirim. The Chinese auctions or the raffles uh, should be okay. However, that's only even within the Machmirim. The Ramah, though, is Mako, and he poskins like Kaisis, that as long as you have an Umnus Acheres, all forms of gambling uh, seemingly should be allowed. We poskin, it's not Asmachta at all. He's only possibly the because he's not Isaac B'Yeshuva Shalaylam. As long as he's Isaac B'Yeshuva Shalaylam, <coughs> he's okay. So as long as he has another job, he's all right. The Ramah says the money has to be on the table, though. He says, Msachak imo ba'amana, then uh, if it's on the ledger, it's on an account, that's no good. Because then, but it has to, the money has to be on the table, that's one uh, limitation. But uh, it sounds like from the Ramah, all forms of gambling otherwise would be allowed. How is that different if the money's on the table? Because then we realize someone's going to lose here. We realize someone's going to lose. It's not the problem. You, the problem is not that if it's in the ledger. It's all win. phony money. The problem is that you win. Yes, right? but and now everyone who loses recognizes someone's going to win. Someone's going to lose. Right. That was Rabbeinu Tam. So as long as some, everyone realizes that, why is it not a smart? Rabbeinu Tam said someone's going to win. Someone's going to lose. Everybody recognizes that. Perhaps they only recognize that if the money's sitting on the table in a pot. Someone's taking it. Someone's not. No, Rabbeinu Tam is saying like Rav Sheshis, but why is it? Rabbi Rav says that's Machta Yorganev. Sheshis says not a Machta. You're not a Ganev. Why are you not a Ganev? Because someone, someone's going to win, someone's going to lose. But that's only if the money is all on the table. So even according to the Ashkenazim, like the Ramah, gambling is allowed recreationally, but at the same time, that's only if the money is all on the table, meaning it's all in a pot. There might be one other limitation, and that is the Ramah quotes the opinion of Rashi. Why is asma- Why is this not Asmachta? Why is this not Gzela? Rashi said, because it's all up to odds. It's all up to chance. 
So you never think you have no havamina, that you're in control of the situation, and therefore when you make a commitment, you make a wager or a bet, you know that it's not, you have no control over it, then you might win, you might lose. Asmach is when I'm in control of the situation, not when I'm not in control of the situation. So therefore, it could be limited to those situations where there's no skill involved. If there is skill involved, a person might think that he is in control of the situation. So yeah, a roulette wheel. There's no one has have any Havamina skills involved. So craps, no one has any Havamina skills involved. You know, how many times you blow on it? Okay, that's the... Uh, oh, yeah. You go to jail for that, no? You get thrown out of the casino for that. But, uh, but if there is skill involved, so then you might think you're, uh, you might think you're in control of the situation. Perhaps it would be Asmach, it would be Asa, and the Ramah quotes this a position. So therefore, with let's say online poker, you know, the, the poker games, or uh, what's now a big topic is the fantasy sports. So I think even within the courts, they're debating whether there's, if it's skill involved, it's a sport. And it should be, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be regulated in the same way as gambling. But if, it's, uh, if there's no skill involved, so then it's gambling, and then you have to go, have to go through gambling commissions and things like that. So what about Mafri That was just like, we raised ten horses, no one knows the horses from Adam. We do. And we all bet on horses just for fun. No one thinks they didn't train chickens. You know, they didn't have a. How do you know your chicken is a fast horse? Nah, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like they didn't have that. They have stables and trainers and the jockeys. It was, uh... Yeah, it was all chance. It was all up to. No, no, no. But I think, I think, my own, my own, uh, so therefore some ask of the fantasy sports, some ask of the, the poker, because they think that there is skill involved. I think that the courts have already poskined by the poker, and they're going to poskin by the fantasy sports, that there's no skill involved, it's all gambling. And we all know from this uh, college thing, that in the march, it's always the guy you least expect to win wins the pool. You know, it's always the secretary or something, you know, and everyone else is sitting there. It always is like that. There's no skill involved. It's entirely low. So since we poskin it's gambling, we poskin that it's also to do, unless you have a heter gambling, you know, it's also Medina de Malchusa. Because of that, we should have a kula in Hilchas Mesachik Bikumio that it should not be considered uh, gambling. It should be, uh, I think there's no skill involved. It's all luck. And therefore, uh, it should be allowed. The last thing, though, is, even though, according to the Ramah, and this is the way we paskin, that, uh, that uh, gambling is allowed recreationally, as long as, the, you know, it's uh, all up to luck, and as long as all of the money is on the table, the Rivash does caution us uh, against it. The Rivash says it's a davar mechuar, a matuav, a meshukats, it's something that's very addicting, and many, uh, many casualties from the gambling. The Bira Alacha, the Arach and Hilchas Chanukah discussed that many people of the meaning and Hanukkah, they play, uh, you know, the gamble and the Bir Alacha and Aruch HaShulchan uh, are very forceful against it. Even Ramayish has a tshuva about a shul that has a social hall. Uh, can they use it to play bingo or to play cards? Ramayish says it doesn't have Kedushos based on Knesset but you should not do these things in the social hall, the bingo or the cards. It's, uh, it's a Moshe of Lesim, it's a, it's a, it's a Dover Mechuar. However, at the same time, we know the mini Klaus is to play dreidel. B'nai Yisachar says that the Oisius of the Dreidel, the, the Nun, Shin, the Gimel, and the Hay are Oisius Mashiach. The same Gematria as Mashiach. So uh, B'nai Yisachar says in the Chsam Seifer, it says in the Likute Hanhagas of the Chsam Seifer, he was very mocked to play Dreidel one night during Hanukkah, that uh, he held that that was the, the Minig Yisra was to play, uh, to play Dreidel. So the, the Kleisenberger Rebbe and his Divrei Yatsev has a... Uh, uh, an explanation which I think is a, is a good chaplomaisa. Uh, the Divrei Yatsev says, says that, that situation of Hanukkah is different because for the most part it's with B'nai Beisai. It's with people, acquaintances, friends 
who are generally moichal things to one another, like we saw the lotter, you know, the lottery for, for supper. You know, who gets what portion. If it's with B'nai Beisai, perhaps there's a little bit more latitude. Usually the money they gamble with on Hanukkah is very small uh, change, and it's once in a while, once a year. So, not anymore. Not anymore. Okay. But if it's, you know, small amounts of money, it's with friends, everyone, uh, everyone is moichal to one another, it's occasionally, that's what the, the meaning of Hanukkah was. You need to get new friends. But <laughs> it's big money sometimes. So if it's small money, it's, you're dealing with an intimate group once in a while, that's the meaning from Hanukkah. And you know, Udi may, but always with a with a guy. We saw the hetarim there as well. But otherwise, it's something that one key should keep in mind. Very, uh, very, uh, very addicting activity, and that is not not something we should be overlooked. Bottom okay, line, buy a lottery ticket. I guess you could loan. <laughs>